to the Seawolves Podcast. I'm Matt Courtright. I'm Nick Greer. I'm Levon Dunn. And our guest is? Alan Clark. Clarky. A.K.A. Clarky. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate you showing up. Yeah. Pleasure. Right. Well, one of my questions, you know, like going through this and trying to think of good questions to ask Alan Clark. The Alan Clark. Um, we got one shot at this. <laughs> yeah, right. We got one shot at getting good questions. <laughs> oh, do it right. Send me a coach. Maybe he'll come back. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, what's your favorite part of coaching? What teams you? I think there are a number. Number of elements. Obviously, I love coaching. Uh, I love investing in other people. I love seeing them improve. I love bringing teams together, uh, people together to formulate teams and see that cohesion within your team. Um, and I love winning. Um, and that competitive nature that I have, I'm able to live my passion through others. Um, and I enjoy the challenge uh, of developing teams and uh, being part of a project. Uh, Particularly this one, um, for a number of reasons, and yeah, it's it's about investing a lot of your own energy and expertise in others, and then seeing them flourish in life. And it really fits with my philosophy in team first, player first, uh, and recognizing that I'm simply a cog in the wheel, albeit uh, one with responsibility, but nonetheless a cog in the wheel of uh, the scene would be successful. It was, it was almost like the Harry Styles. That's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to give each other a bit of time not. before. <laughs> it's, it's easy. It's easy to sign authentic when you when you are. Sincerely, yeah. yeah. I, it means a lot to me in life, and um, I've often said to the young men that I coach, and they're all young, because I have children close to their age. And it's like looking after your own kid. It's you want to guide them through life. You want to treat them with respect. Uh, but you also want to get that balance right between challenge and support while showing love for them. You know, our boys will tell you, I'm often quoted as saying, loving you doesn't mean it's always pat on the back. We're going to, it's going to be all right. We'll get it next time. Loving you is actually pointing out, hey, we need to be better. And this is how you're going to be better. And this is what you need to do for you to be your absolute best and for us to put our best product forward on the field uh, on a regular basis. And that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win every game, but it means we're you know, we're going to satisfy our own ambition in terms of performance levels that we aspire to to deliver on a consistent basis. Yeah, no, love it. You also love, 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 love it. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to change. <laughs> no, this is me. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the, and we have a whole lot of problems. That's part. <laughs> that's part. Uh, so to just, I'm, I'm building off of that. So, uh, like, okay, you've been making a lot of adjustments lately as as the offseason tends to put coach in, and uh, so when building the team. What considerations do you make when choosing a player? You know, a lot of the uh, the average fans don't know about what you would think about or whatnot. So just kind of like shed a little bit of light without, you know, showing all your cards. What I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I, there, there are no secrets there. And, uh, I, how, how do I think? Yeah. yeah. And so I think 
I'm in a plane and the pilot's up the front. So I want him to be a good guy, but I want to ensure that he's qualified enough to do his job. Um, and he switched on to concentrate and taking us off, flying us safely and landing us safely. And you got to, fundamentally, you've got to be able to do your job and do it well. Um, you've got to be a good person then also, uh, so that you fit with the, the culture of our club, which I believe is strong. Um, and critically, you must be ambitious. Um, gone are the days where players would arrive at Sea Wolves to see out uh, their career or just for a, uh, uh, the experience of living in a beautiful part of the world. Um, I want players and their wives and their children to experience that. But you know, when we're working, uh, when we're preparing, uh, we've got to go back to team first. And without that, uh, we won't have that resilience when it's required to, to to come through those tough periods in the season if you don't live by that. There's enough time. And I, again, balance in life is really, really important. So uh, I want the players to enjoy the experience and the beauty of this area, time together to socialise uh, different cultures, and we have many within the squad. Yeah. But fundamentally, how do you judge yourself as a professional sportsman? And you left it all out there on the field, and you've got to do that consistently. Do you find that a lot of the guys naturally do that, or do you feel like they need guidance? Unless you know um, what good is and excellence is, you can be forgiven for being at 90% of your potential. And once you accept 90%, suddenly, well, why not 85%? And then if 85% is your ceiling, suddenly you're in a world of mediocrity. So um, for me, I start with myself. Um, I come to work every day with the intention that I'm going to love work. I want the boys and the staff to feel like that as well, uh, the people that I work with. Um, and through that, you want to give more. Um, you know, hatred's a very strong emotion. But love's more powerful. So I want the boys to love doing what they do. And because they give up a lot, they give up, they sacrifice a lot. And, you know, um, when you hear a professional rugby player, there's a, maybe a perception that these guys have all the, the comforts of other sports in America. That's not the case. This is a growing sport. Yeah. A lot of the players that we have in our environment, sacrifice career pathways that would earn much more money uh, and I would imagine or everyone in this room earns uh, significantly more money than the majority of our yeah. so they give a lot they they've already given that commitment well if you're committing to it in that regard fully commit because it's a short one Yeah, no. Deep, man. It's yeah, deep. Yeah. Uh, you know, make it, I'm not trying to make light of it by any means, but uh, I'm going to throw in a curveball here because it is getting so deep. Uh, what would you like? What would you rather be, an alligator or a lion? He, he's going to get deep with his answer, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But I'm going to change it up real quick. You know? Yeah. I'm a lion. I'm a Leo. Uh, it's, 
the badger were so um and also I'll be able to navigate the water, not as well as an alligator, but I'll certainly be able to navigate the land better. So, yeah, um, I love it. Like it. For new coaches, um, what activities have you been most successful with when creating team bonding? Kind of touches on what we were talking about a minute ago. So, so I figured to stay on top of that for now. I've been introduced to Calva, so that, that was. I, was <laughs> um, I, I felt very honoured because I was aware of the tradition and when I was invited. It was my first away game with the Sea Wolves away back in 2021. Uh, we went to DC and we played well. Lost again, we probably should have won, but there's a big uh, Fijian community there and they invited me as coach to remain and have a, a cup of Calva. So I was very honoured um, uh, to accept that invite. Um, maybe I, I regretted it the next morning. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, you say yeah. a cup of Calva. Yeah, you got Kona. Yeah, well, you you don't, you, I, if you're not accustomed to something, you like having Pochin, where I come from, uh, if you're not accustomed to it, um, yeah. you know, it, it has its effect. Um, but yeah, that was wonderful. So there are cultural experiences and same families. We've grown as a club. We've got a, an ownership that welcome wives and partners, welcome children. Um, I'm, I'm a really basic person, humble person. Uh, I enjoy cutting my neighbor's lawn, for instance, and getting a lot of satisfaction out of that. Um, and likewise, I love seeing our players and their wives, the partners, the children intermingling, more so than maybe just going away as a bunch of lads doing something like that. Um, yeah, the, the growth of the the identity of what a sea wolf is now is very special to me. And hearing stories from third parties about how wonderful the, the players have been. Um, Listening to Nick at times and yourself, sharing stories of, you know, how Ian of 58 presented himself. People don't see that on the scoreboard or on television. But to me, uh, it's a real organic growth of who we are and what we are, how we invest in the community. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. Like some of those characters that people don't get to see uh, off the pitch, like the they're humble. They're 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 really good teammates. They really support each other. Um, I think after the Western Championship last year was was my aha moment with your team. Yeah, and it was quite the honor to be a part of it. Uh, to watch the guys and how they all get along so fabulously. Ah, yeah. so good. Like you can't you can't manufacture that. That is just a bond amongst people. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I want to win trophies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love winning trophies. Yeah, the other day, that's the drive. That, that's why I'm here. Um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a bigger journey um, in terms of growing the game as well because there are 12 other teams who want to win a trophy. So every team sets out each year. You know, that, that's the pinnacle for us. Does that mean that 12 other teams fail at the end of the season? And we had our best season last year, you know, won 12, lost four, and yet we got to the semifinals in my work. 
and but uh, in terms of win loss ratio tries for uh, tries conceded all top of the tree you know in the top three and then right across the leagues in the toughest conference as well so um, there are many aspects of the sea wounds and many uh, experiences within the season that have been absolutely wonderful and some of them are just seeing Samu his reaction with the younger players you know Andrew Duratello with the Shane Barry it's, you know, those those experiences really uh, uh, they keep you young uh, they keep you enthusiastic to keep coming back and delivering the best you can I'm gonna I'm gonna iterate on that too please being being in rookie I told Matt this. Are you a rookie? <laughs> <laughs> You're a rookie. What? You're not a rookie. Rookie shoots. Being in a hotel, but it doesn't fit I am huge. All the kids are going for the first. The parents are paying Like Father Christmas. So, knowing rookie, and me and haven't talked about this before. Oh, <laughs> um, I guess. Having the having the I told Matt, I told Matt this is the, one of my favorite stories. Having the chance, I don't remember. I don't remember what game that was. Was it was it was the Houston game? It was the Houston. It was the Houston play the first playoff game this last year. Uh, Samuel wasn't playing. He was. It might, it might not have been that game. It was towards the end of the season. It might have been that game, but I'm not sure. But he was. No, he wasn't suited up. He Don't was. Worry, he was at the. He was at the. He was uh, uh, where the standing room only is. But Ina was on. Ina was on the, the part. They were playing on, that, on on our side on the player side of the pitch. Ina was out on this side, and you could. I'm in between Ina and Samu, and Samu was coaching him in between, and to hear him coach, and Ina just turned around and took that and what? ran with it and applied it to the other players and. Getting stopped, and they got—I think they, they might have got stopped on that play and took the ball back. And I'm like, it just—it just gave me chills going. Like that's like, man, that's him giving his rugby knowledge and passing it down to this guy. And this guy's like, boom, we're gonna implement it right now. And it goes, and it just that—that that implement like his command of the, the younger, his the younger guys. It just—it's such a poignant fact that players like Samu, um, they. they there aren't enough of them in America at present. There will be. Like Samu, I'd love to have coached Samu when he was younger. I've really enjoyed coaching him in the period that uh, I've been here. Um, but that's how young players will improve in the moment. They're being coaches on the field, uh, high-quality players, either American or overseas players, to complement and work with and play with the likes of young Ina. Uh, that's that's the future of American rugby uh, in a nutshell, and that's how we'll accelerate development. So, uh, knowing what we're about as a team, and then complementing the best young American players with more experienced American players and quality overseas players. It's always about World Cup cycles. Mm-hmm. When I was performance manager for the IRFU, Arts Rugby Football Union, um, we introduced this concept of it's not just about the Six Nations, so we didn't work in one year cycles. We worked in 
four years ago. In fact, people like Johnny Sexton were identified nine years out from a World Cup. Thank you.